Welcome to the Well Workplaces podcast, where we have authentic conversations with health and wellbeing leaders that are on a mission to inspire healthy change in the workplace. I'm your host, Tom Bosner, and today's episode is proudly brought to you by Pinnacle Health Group, Australia's leading corporate wellbeing provider, who are on a mission to deliver 5 million health experiences globally. G'day and welcome back to Well Workplaces. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you my own thoughts around the Atomic Habits book by James Clear. Have you heard of that book, Atomic Habits? It's one of the best sellers. You probably see it on every bookshelf if you're at an airport or you're just roaming around. It's the number one New York Times bestseller. It's sold more than 10 million copies worldwide and it's a fantastic read. But what I'm wanting to do with today's discussion is talk around the Atomic Habits and the 10 key lessons that I think are important from this book, but also for men who might be listening to this. I'm gonna extract the top 10 lessons from what I've read and what I've digested from this book and try and apply it to men's health specifically. But in saying that, it can be something that can be applied for everyone. And the reason for doing this discussion is because, well, sometimes people get recommended books and they don't have the time to read it. So have a listen to these top 10 lessons, then hopefully it's not a spoiler of people who might be about to read this particular book. The book is really around exploring the power of small habits in creating long lasting change in our lives, right? So it breaks down the certain elements of creating habits and then how that can lead us on a journey of improvement in either health or performance or whatever our goals might be. The alternative, I guess, from this book or the alternative thinking around atomic habits is someone who might do more grand, long-term planning or setting really big goals. And we know that with setting goals in personal life, when things get busy, sometimes we don't do it well enough or often we fail in our goal setting. And maybe that's because the goal's too big or perhaps we just don't know the right method. So the Atomic Habits book is, is a really great read, but let's break down these top 10 lessons. Okay, so lesson number one, habits are the building blocks of our lives and small changes in our habits can lead to significant improvements over time. Okay, so what we do day in, day out with our habits really can have a small day-by-day -day change and really make a huge influence on the rest of our life. So the real lesson here in this with lesson number one is to start small and focusing on really small changes to our daily routine. Now, the small changes that we want to focus on, of course, they have to have a big impact on our health over time. But if we do them in small amounts each day, that will compound that those health benefits will compound over time. So for example, drinking more water taking the stairs instead of the elevator or going for a 10 minute walk each day is a really easy example of going and starting really small and for breaking that down even further into a really practical element instead of saying i'm going to drink more water it might be drink a glass of water every morning before breakfast that's the new thing that you add into your routine or it could be every time i see the stairs at work instead of the elevator, I'm going to take the stairs each time. Okay. So that gets you one staircase a day, or I'm going to do 10 push-ups every morning. That's going to be my small 
start or starting small. And for men, let's talk about them just now quickly. So for men, maybe it's a little bit more around mental health. So instead of the water or the push-ups that are more around physical nature or nutrition, maybe it's more around, yeah, every day I'm going to reflect on my day and celebrate or write down my top three uh, best moments of my day. I'm also going to write down perhaps the couple of things that annoyed me um, or angered me, and I'm going to let them go. Once I've written them down, then they're gone. So these little habits or these starting small, which is the key lesson here, they might seem really insignificant on a day-to-day basis, right? But over time, it can just have a huge impact, a big impact on your health and well-being. So it's really about that starting small. Okay, lesson number two from this book, which I think is a great one, is that idea of firstly, just to create lasting change, focus on improving your identity instead of just changing your behavior. So I'll say that again. So to creating lasting change, focus on improving your identity instead of just changing your behavior. I find that one quite interesting because naturally when we're setting goals, especially ones that are health focused, we always jump in and go, and I'm guilty of this as well. We always say, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get in shape in inverted, inverted commas. So rather than trying to simply lose weight or get in shape as an example, we've got to develop an identity as someone who prioritizes their health and well-being. So this will make it easier to stick to the healthy habits over the long period or long time. So if you identify as someone who values health and well-being, you might use a positive saying, or let's call it an affirmation with yourself. And it might be something that you even say out loud, or maybe it's something that you just have internally. And that affirmation could be something like, I am committed to taking care of my body, or I am committed to taking care of my mental health, or I'm a person who prioritizes my health. Simple as that, right? So it could just be a saying that you have, and each time perhaps you might come across a point in time where perhaps you want to have a, an extra bit of alcohol that is maybe something that you're trying to tame. You might, instead of, instead of going for that or having that reaction, you might actually just have that positive affirmation running in your head. So I am a person that values my health and well-being. And if you can develop a strong identity around your health and be seen as one of those people that you know, is health conscious or health focus, you'll be more motivated to make healthy choices. And in some cases that are people focusing on physical health, this sometimes looks like the purchase of new activewear. So they might, I'm going to get into this this year and I'm going to reward myself with some new clothes. And that sort of change of identity or that changing of the clothes, if you like, or upgrade of a wardrobe is their way of developing a health-focused identity. It's actually a really good one, I think. The other example is buying a new pair of runners, perhaps. You know, what a great way to signal that, you know, I look after my health and well-being. And each time you look at that pair of runners, I am someone who looks after my health. All right, moving along, we've got number three here, which is make healthy habits obvious, attractive, and easy. Okay, so... This one's really good. Now, set up your environment to make healthy choices the default option. Now, for example, we'll talk about work here. So keeping a bottle of water at your desk 
stocking up your fridge with healthy snacks or scheduling exercise in your calendar are all easy, simple ways to make healthy habits obvious, attractive, and so easy, right? It's all about simplicity with this uh, atomic habits. So those few examples that I just gave, the water at the desk, um, stocking up your fridge with healthy snacks like fruit, vegetables, and hummus, putting on your workout, all your workout clothes out the night before to make it easy for your exercise in the morning, if that's your thing. These are all just sort of ways of removing any friction. So in the morning, in that example of the exercise clothes getting out, I do that personally, and I've literally got the car keys, the the water, the towel, the, all the clothes ready. And I literally wake up and put the things on and I get out the door. So the easiest thing for me to do when I get up is to drive to the gym. There's no thinking required. It's just automatic. And that's been going on for me. I've been doing that for about two years now, consistently to the point where it's just become a genuine habit. And it was a lot of it was inspired actually by this, by this book. So but yeah, the food preparation, the workout clothes out the night before, perhaps it's uh, if you're thinking more mental health and things like journaling, maybe it's just having that journal ready to go in the same spot every time. And for blokes, blokes are always forgetting their keys. Um, you know, it's that, that thing that we do, which is a healthy habit is we put our keys in the same spot every day. It's the same concept, but applying it to a healthy habit or a new thing that you are trying to improve in your life that is around your health. Okay, we're getting a little bit further along now. So getting into lesson number four, which is you habit stacking to make new habits stick. And this involves linking a new habit to an existing one that you already do regularly. So uh, let's talk about that quickly. So an example of this is if you always have a cup of coffee in the morning and you use that as a cue to do a quick workout or a stretch, right? So for some people, they have those already existing habits in their life, especially in the morning. So that cup of coffee or maybe after you brush your teeth, you do a five-minute stretch routine or after you finish work, you take a 10-minute walk around the block or even for some people that like doing things at night after you finish your dinner, you clean up the kitchen, and then you do a 10-minute uh, walk around the block or maybe 10 minutes of yoga. Again, the goals and the, and the healthy habits that you're attaching or you're stacking, they don't have to be big. It doesn't have to be like, a am going to go and do a hit class for 60 minutes. It's simply around just making things, uh, like adding to a really well-routined uh, habit or well-created habit that you already have. Okay, lesson number five here, and this is one of the great ones of the book, is the two-minute rule, right? So make your new habit so simple that it takes no more than two minutes to complete. So this helps to overcome the initial resistance in starting a new habit. And so to break that down a little bit more, so, you know, you might start with a really small achievable goal, such as doing a two-minute workout or meditating for two minutes each day if it's, if it's more of a mental health um, aspect that you're wanting to build on. I heard a, another podcast um, during the week on the imperfects and it was uh, about addiction and the, the speaker or the guest, is a, his name is Matt Caldwell and he, he talked about through COVID, he turned into a very much a recluse and really went into his shell quite a lot and quite anxious and he found some motivation or he found something that really just 
motivated him at least to start. And he literally, his goal was to do one push up each day. I started that small. Now this, this two minute rule is exactly that concept. It's about starting really small, but then when you do get that two minutes done, whatever it might be, your confidence and motivation grows because motivation comes from the achievement and the confidence comes from the doing. So as you get that two minutes in, you can gradually increase the duration and intensity of these activities. And so really, really nice one there. And I think for, for men talking from a men's perspective, look, a lot of the time it's around maybe like depending on, depending on the type of demographic we're talking about for, for busy men, perhaps working, working men that are parents as well. Sometimes it's the physical side of things that gets put to the side or Maybe, um, it's putting, it's putting on weight or it's, uh, or it's perhaps maybe having too many drinks or perhaps it's not prioritizing sleep. And so the two minute rule really applies here because you can just sort of simplify, uh, things so that you're not, you, you just overcome that initial resistance. Now, lesson number six is the power of implementation intentions. So. What I mean by that is be specific about when, where, and how you will implement a new habit to increase the likelihood of success. So yeah, it's great to have good intentions. It's great to do a mood, uh, a bit of a, a vision board at the start of the year, but really get specific about what you want and why you want it. And I think that's where most people jump off with their, um, new year's resolutions. So an example of making your intentions really clear is I will go for a 20 minute walk every day at 7am before work. So we've got the, the duration, the specificity and the time about when, how, what basically. So I really like that one because I just think we always have great intentions, but really getting specific about what the goal is, when you want to do it, and also link it back to why you're doing it. So if it is that every week I'm going to go Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 6am for a 30 minute run, it's very specific. Uh, if you can do that every week though, and you do it for four weeks in a row, well done, celebrate that. That's a bloody good effort. And by being intentional about it, sticking to it, you just get that strong sense of achievement, which we are goal oriented, goal oriented people. And if you've got a smartwatch or something and you get on what's called a streak where you're doing, you know, a multiple, uh, you know, many days in a row of, of an activity, you, you do those, those little habits start to build, right? Lesson number seven is optimizing your environment. So if you live in a house or you're in a work environment, that's quite messy. Your desk is messy. Your, uh, the house is dirty. It's really not conducive to healthy choices. I was working the other day at home and the house was a mess because we did get our two lovely children out to their respective daycare in school, but it was really hard work to get the, get the day started. Um, and the house was a mess and I could not work. I couldn't focus on what I was meant to do. I had to clean the house vigorously before I felt set and ready to work and start my day. And so, you know, for... <laughs> The home or work, if you have the environment and it's set up nicely, it's, it goes the same with sleep. If your room is messy and your bed's not made, you go into that bed. It's just a bit of a cagier feeling. So these, these habits, or especially this optimizing your environment, it's all about making it easy again. 
So for example, you've got healthy snaps within reach, you schedule your walking meetings or you create a dedicated workout space in your home, then again, you're just removing that friction or removing the things that get in the way from you getting things done. All right. So another way of doing that is if you join a gym that's on your commute route, so you can stop before or after work, you're increasing your chances of doubling down on that habit over time and getting to the goal that you particularly want. Okay. Number eight is the eighth lesson here. We're talking about using habit tracking. So keep track of your progress towards your health goals. It could be using a health habit tracker or an app or a watch perhaps. This will just help you keep you staying motivated and hold yourself accountable, right? So um, one of the great things of, of where I go for, for the gym is I know how many sessions I've done and I know when I'm on a streak or how many days I've gone consecutively. And each time I look at it, I know that um, that's keeping me motivated because I like uh, the feedback and the knowledge of results. And these things come really easily. We know that using, using a calendar to track your progress towards whether that's fitness goals, mental health goals, saving money perhaps is perhaps another goal, or if it's social connections, you can track that by simply, you know, the number of social occasions you had, if you are struggling with that. And so, you know, for men, this is maybe an area where we've uh, a lot of us can fall down is that tracking because we think it's another step, but you can make it smart and do it easily now with technology that helps. Okay. Well, nice one. We're getting there. So keeping making small improvements. So even if you hit a plateau, keep making small improvements to your health habits. So for example, gradually increase the intensity or duration of workouts or experiment with new recipes. So we do need to keep making little tweaks to what we do and those small improvements or those little changes, it just kind of keeps the challenge level there at the right level. Okay. So if we do the same thing over and over again, it gets repetitive, which is firstly, not very exciting, but if you can add the small improvements, whether that's you change one of the variables being, if it, we're talking fitness, it's duration, if it's, um, if it's perhaps around mental health, maybe it's to do with mindfulness and you're trying to get, uh, increase the number of the, the amount of time there, or if it's, uh, journaling, something like that, we do need to make those small challenges or small improvements or variation as well. So it could be signing up for a new type of challenge, like a, let's say it's an F45 challenge, a gym challenge, or a, a sporting event, or Maybe it's a meditation challenge, something like that. All of those things just keep us on track. And finally, and I love this one, lesson number 10 is never miss twice. Okay. So the idea of never missing twice is simply, if you break a habit, make sure to get back on track as soon as possible before missing, missing it again. If you're sort of missing once it's an accident, but missing twice can then become a bit of a pattern there. So. We sometimes see that on the weekend, especially for people that like to eat out or to have a few beverages on the weekend is if you have a Friday night that is great and fun and social, but it's also not great for your diet or your 
uh, alcohol intake. And then if you then go straight into trying to mop up the, mop up the food with something salty and sugary, then kind of what you've done is you've then um, bundled that into two days of unhealthy behaviors. So it's not the end of the world, but sort of that idea of never miss twice or having that in your head is quite a good one. So if you, you don't need to beat yourself up about it, but simply getting back on track as soon as possible. Um, and make your plan to avoid that same mistake in the future. So it's all around consistency um, and keeping that healthy habit, making sure that it lasts. Okay. So I really like that one because it just keeps us simply on track. Um, and if you are, if you do get a few days off track, sometimes it's a good point in time to go, why did that happen? So reflect on why have I sort of done a couple of days of drinking or a couple of days of poor dieting in a row, maybe there's something else that's kicked this off. And what I mean by that for men uh, or for anyone really is like, if you are getting on, if you are putting a few, you've, you've set your intention around these healthy habits or whether that's, you know, a physical improvement in your life or mental health improvements in your life, but then you kind of let it go for a few days. Why is that? Maybe there's something more going on and that's where it's great. There's some great questions that you can ask yourself, uh, in those times. But as I said, it's not about beating yourself up. It's more just going why, and then figuring out that deeper connection as to why, which might then lead to prevention in the future. And of course, with these 10 different lessons that I've summarized today, let's go through them one more time. So firstly, start small. Number two, develop a health-focused identity. Three is make healthy habits obvious, attractive, and easy. Number four is use habit stacking. Number five is use the two-minute rule. Six, make implementation intentions. Seven, optimize your environment. Eight is use habit tracking. Nine is keep making small improvements. And 10 is never miss twice. Now, hopefully I haven't ruined the book for you, but if you're a, a male or a female, these 10 lessons can really help you with shaping and creating new healthy habits. Um, but in saying that, have a look at James Clear's book, um, but also have a look at his newsletter, which is a weekly newsletter um, that is called 321. And it summarizes some really great stuff around building healthy habits. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to another Well Workplaces podcast. If you've loved the show, it would be fantastic if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or feel free to follow us on LinkedIn or Instagram and search Well Workplaces or my profile, Tom Bosner. If you would like to hear more about our exclusive events and more about the Well Workplaces community, feel free to email me directly at tom at wellworkplaces.com where I'd love you to tell me who I should interview in the future podcasts. This podcast is really built on community input and built on the aspiration of inspiring healthy change in every workplace. Thanks for listening.